0: Alright, welcome to the I Can't Deal With This Podcast. Got a new episode, back and better than ever. This is a new year. This Happy is 2021. We have the usual brothers in arms. We have Avery and
1: Con Man. How we What's doing boys? What's up? Uh, okay. you know, a little shaken today, but I'm here to I'm here to do this uh this segment here. Oh, for sure. Yeah, today's been probably one
0: of the biggest events in honestly. American history of like in recent 2020 2.0 what like 2. well, we try to stay neutral on the podcast so we're not going to go super into it but Trump supporters um kind of stormed the infiltrated stormed the White House broke into or not the White House the Capitol, Capitol building, building um and kind of took took it over um we're not gonna I, I try to stay kind <clears> of <throat> neutral on uh on the podcast. So, we're not going to talk too much about it, but it was a crazy week um in sports. Um we had a lot of stuff in the NBA. Um Steph Curry going off for 62. Um is where would you rank Steph Curry? Like is he I think Do you he's think still, he's the best? You think he's still the best? Like one of the best in the league? Like yeah, where do we rank Steph he's Curry? He's still
2: a top 10 player. I best point a... guard? Yeah, probably. I mean cuz Dame's Steph's been injured for so long people have just been writing him yeah. off.
0: And have like Dame and whoever else. He was back-to-back back MVP, wasn't he?
2: Yeah, unanimous. Yeah. So, I think now that he's healthy he's uh I think he's back to his old ways. He's yeah. still a top I think he's the best point guard, best shooter. It's just interesting to see what he's going to do with that team.
0: No, for sure, and especially without Clay Thompson because Clay Thompson was such a mainstay of that. He's like that a team. glue. He was that glue, and so it's going to be interesting to see kind of without Clay, without Draymond because Draymond's been kind of off and on hurt. has a really
2: weeks. good defensive and aggressive. He's like a Dennis Rodman type.
0: I did love, but but as we I and I'll let you say what you want to say, but. As Dennis Rodman was Dennis Rodman, and as we saw last year, like Draymond was the the cornerstone of that team last year with Steph out, with Clay out, and he couldn't handle it. And I don't think that without MJ and without Scotty, I mean Dennis Rodman couldn't handle a team either. Um, and so well,
2: yeah, Draymond was never like I don't want to say he wasn't a star, but he's not their guy. I mean, he's not a he he's was, not a he was sport. he
1: was the third musketeer out of a one two three punch. Yeah. Um, uh, what I got to say about Steph is this. James Harden might be one of the most prolific we, scores we've ever seen, but, I mean, that was amazing. And I loved how, I think it was uh, his buddy, uh, who was the other player? That's, Clay. Clay. He posted that tweet of just, like, seeing him beat my all-time record and him, like, the sure. kid's like, well, why I got to beat him up. W- w- welcome to the club, kid. Yeah, wow. like, ah. That's I mean, awesome. he's it's true. Like you, it, They're best friends. The best – Players cannot be stopped. And, yes, I know that, you know, maybe you can say that the defense was lax, but that man put off. um, Sorry. Keep keep going. Yeah. um, Sorry. You see see him playing, and it's just like, this guy's great. I mean, he might not get as much love as the other big players like LeBron James and Kevin Durant. But if he ever does that again, if he leaves this Warriors team by himself, potentially to the playoffs, yeah. you gotta start talking about him being one of the best players in the league, like higher up than what some people have. Them.
0: Yeah, I think that still Steph is probably arguably the best three point shooter now and that we've ever seen. I mean, Ray Allen's probably the only one that could really hold his jock strap, but I mean, you look at just the sheer amount of threes that like Steph puts up And I would say probably the other best is maybe James Harden. Yeah. But James Harden, like, he's not nearly as efficient as Steph – I would say the only person that actually is kind of as efficient, if not more efficient, is Seth Curry. I mean, Seth Curry is probably one of the most efficient. I think he has like a 47%, 50%, three-point percentage. I mean, this He's man is balling. But, so we got... The we whole talk, Seth family, great. Yeah, the whole, Legend, the, whole Curry, the whole Curry family is phenomenal. Fun for fact, sure. my friend from high school dated his sister.
1: Interesting. Man, I bet that's a wild story no one believes while he's drunk. No, his name is
2: Matthew Fisher Davis. He went to college at Vanderbilt, and he dated Steph Curry's sister, and he had dinner with the family multiple times. Shout-out, Matthew Fisher Davis.
0: Hey, shout-out, shout-out. Could have been king. So while we're talking about NBA, not only do we got to talk about kind of the weekend review that was Steph Curry going for 62, but we also got to talk about kind of the Nets Nets losing. mm -hmm. Um, Go ahead, sorry. KD... Kd missed uh, a kind of, kd missed a shot that he should have made. No, it was kyrie first. Kyrie missed a shot that was kind of tough, but then kd missed kind of a wide open jump shot. Um, and so they they kind of it was a game winner. So I I think that. The Nets are still in a good spot. I don't want to overreact, but KD's going to be out for the next week, week and a half, something like that. Um, I can't remember exactly why he's out. I feel like it was something to do with COVID or somebody on his team got COVID or something like that, so he has to be quarantined. I I didn't actually hear Um, about
1: that. Yeah, he's going to be out for at least – Four games. They'll be. They'll be. But, the, okay. but the sage god, Kyrie
0: Irving, going to come in for the swoop. I, I think that we're going to really see kind of what Kyrie can do on his own. Um, I think that we saw that a little bit with the Celtics. We saw that a little bit uh, a couple of different times. But um, it's going to – honestly, with the Nets last year, it's going to be interesting to see kind of with KD out for the next week, week and a half, uh, can Kyrie carry that team. Um, and I think it's going to be very interesting
1: to see. I think that they – I think they'll be fine. I mean, yeah, it's – they both miss game winners, and, and, you know, I think a big problem is it's like we're – we all want to see those game-winning shots. I mean, I'm sure if you went around into the NBA and you found every single game-winner buzzer beater out there, it's always awesome, but I'm sure there's three, four, five, six times as many times as your team's desperate, they throw the ball up and you miss. I mean, LeBron James, let's not forget, in the Miami Heat, he missed his game winner to, to sink it, but he had to pass it out to was it Bosh? Ray Allen. Ray Allen for three, and you know, um, so I mean that it, it happens, and both they both the missing I guess sucks, but I think because there's such high expectations for that team, like you know if it no. was it was just some sure. Joe Schmo, it's like whatever he missed, but if it's like Kyrie and KD both missed, they're no for having those clutch genes, and I and I think that they're gonna be fine. Like I said, good players will shine through. And they've both been pretty good. Yeah. And except when you got dunked on by Terry Rozier, and that's the highlight of the Hornet season so far. Yeah, for and, real. Net, and we've all downhill from here, boys. Yeah. But I, I think that the Nets will be
0: fine. I mean the the Nets have really good new teammates. Uh, they, they have really good teammates. The fro, the fro went off. Had had a cup. I think the what fro, fro went like yeah, Jared Allen. I think he was going against Nicola the Joker. I mean, and I think he went like 16, 16 points, nineteen rebounds, like four blocks. Something like insane. This this man went off. I mean, they still got Shane, Shane uh, Dimwitty. Um, yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Dimwitty. um He's they a got, god on 2K for some reason. Bro, for for real. So for some reason. Euro step king. Euro step king. But, I mean, when you get KD and Kyrie, KD obviously still one of the best scores that this generation has seen. Kyrie having all the potential in the war, world, the biggest knock on him has he just can't stay on the field. And if he can stay on the court, if he can stay on the field, then he'll be – He'll be a perennial That's, all-star. Yeah. I mean, he has all the talent. It's just that he can't stay on the yeah. the court because he gets hurt. That's what I was going to say. He's either
2: hurt, but if they stay healthy and they work out their kinks of like finding out as a team with new people, chemistry, they'll be fine.
1: So speaking about players who can and can't be on the field or court here, let's talk about this Eagle situation uh, <laughs> where um, I'm going to my own horn to that transition. This is a mess. Um, so, Mike,
0: before we start, before we start. So, let, let's let kind of give the people the rundown for those. Because everybody kept saying that, like, why did the Eagles do that? And I didn't know what was going on. So, so for the people who don't know what's yeah, going go on. Go ahead. Fourth quarter, um, they, there's a one-score game. Jalen Hurts hasn't been playing terribly well, but he He's, is still your guy. Yeah. Carson um, and if Wentz, you're not. And Carson if you're Wentz not, was even active, yeah, I don't think. Yeah, and He's if you're not going to go with. Jalen Hurts didn't put in Carson Wentz. But what ends up happening is they're down by one score to the Washington football team. Nate Sudfield comes in for the last four drives of the game, and they end up replacing Jalen Hurts. Which I think um, he
1: threw two interceptions. Yeah, who knows
0: who 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 knows who Nate Sudfield Been is? Been on the
1: team for four years as a six-round pick. Yeah. Never but, plays. What a stud. Yeah, but it's just one of those things rep.
0: where a lot, a lot of people were... Pissed off. Uh, a lot of people felt like Doug Peterson and that Eagles team were kind of throwing it. That was uh, I heard uh, Stephen A. say that that's probably the most blatant instance of of the players, tanking. the players, tanking. Yeah, the players were pissed because they went out to win. Well, they yeah, lose. and that and that's the thing is and that. Go ahead. I'll let you finish. Tanking like isn't a thing of like a lot of the times. Maybe the front office, maybe the fans are. Wanting to tank tank or something like that. But they are like the players every week are going to come out and like, I mean, give it their
2: all. The Jets won two games straight against solid teams. Basically,
1: like I said, the Jets are a bad team because of coaching. The Jets have a pretty good team on paper. They got pieces. Yeah. So we'll get to the Jets later. But my big thing about this is in a vacuum. You went from I think the ninth, over, the sixth overall, like the ninth overall pick to the sixth overall pick, or he moved up three picks. Yeah, if they won, they would, would have had ninth. So you know that is a big difference in talent potentially. But I'll say this: you, if I saw the Panthers with the potential to knock out the Saints, the Falcons, or the Buccaneers for going to the playoffs, because the Giants had won their game against the Cowboys. Yeah. And, and they knew that if the Eagles won, the winner the of that team wins. Now, if you're an Eagles fan and the Cowboys won, I think they would take. think because they... they hate each other. But even then, if I if the Panthers were there and I go, we are going to eliminate the Colts, not the Colts, the, the Saints, the Buccaneers, or the Falcons from the playoffs, I would take three round picks back because you just played spoiler, and that's such a because those teams hate each other. I in think a, in a vacuum, I can understand, but as a professional. That sucked to see. Yeah. I think it is an obvious tank job, and it does suck to
2: watch.
0: And it hurts It hurts the integrity of the game. But, I mean, you come out there every week to win, yeah. and when you don't do that, it's like, what are we doing? Here? But at the same
2: time, it makes sense for them to do it, even though it sucks. Yes, and, but, but it's going to get them out of a job. But at the same time, my whole thing with the Giants right now is win more games and don't have
1: another team. No, I, I get I, that. I can understand. Don't rely on another team to get you. I in. can understand. I saw a bunch of Giants fans saying that you could have given us a chance to go to the playoffs, and like, yeah, you don't deserve anything. You, you lost, like, especially like, last, your like three games, division or four. rival. Like, but, they don't owe you anything. But even then, if I saw if the Panthers were gonna if if the Panthers were win their game and they're potentially gonna make it, and I see the uh, the Saints pull everyone, Breeze, command from winning, and they just pull their entire team. You you're still fighting potentially. You know you're still going and I see them obviously tank, I'm going to be mad. I'm just going to be like – because it's like we talk about baseball being like the sport that's like most like integrity of the game. You need to respect the game. In football, there's a spoken code of like if you lose your locker room, like you're done.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing for me is that like for me at least, I don't really care about like the Giants. Yeah, like there was a playoff up for grabs. I don't care about that. But but to me, the biggest thing is like – the, the integrity of, like, you should be playing this game to win. And, yes, you move up a couple spots. And if you went from, like, the eighth spot to the second spot, maybe I could see a yeah, reason if you're going why. to first. But, like, the sixth spot to the ninth spot, the guy you might be looking for in the sixth spot could go like still might be in the ninth spot. So, Even, to me, it's just one of those where I feel like Doug Peterson – I think this was the last nail in the coffin. I mean, I know that we're still 4 He's a years Super Bowl we're coach. still 4 years removed, 5 years removed from the Super Bowl with in 2016 where he won and all that kind of stuff, but I think that he has lost the team and I feel like oh, yeah. up to this point it was all Carson Wentz's fault I think and it's not really the- Doug Peterson's fault, but now because of this they're like maybe Carson Wentz like maybe it wasn't his fault, maybe it was Doug Peterson who wh- I Didn't mean, put him in the right situation.
2: Carson had alluded to it earlier before he even got benched. He had said something. I don't remember what well, he
1: said. Well, Carson once did play terrible. And I do it. understand that, like, the Jets, for example, terrible team, terrible coaching all around. You're full blitzing on a Hail Mary, <laughs> you're going to lose. But I think it goes to show that coaching is important. Like, if your players do not want to play for you, you're they not going to win. Like for example the Falcons You know they're playing
2: Explain. hmm? They won their first game after Dan Quinn was fired.
1: Yeah, like you know, if you don't respect your coach, it's like why am I out here to play? And I think it's a it's a dangerous precedent to set of like let's say for example now, yes, am I being selfish? There's not that many games of football. I can watch hundred and seven bajillion games a year of basketball because there's how many teams? God knows how many. Plays. I
0: honestly and I and I was gonna say this during the NBA. I feel like there's, I feel like regular season games like they're boring. They're boring. Like there's nothing really, and I don't know if it's there's no fans in attendance, and so like well, there's I mean, really no like atmosphere of it. But I feel like this year in particular, I feel like the regular season games, and partly because the the bubble, bubble last year, probably, like, but it was also eight games where it was like a rate a mad dash to the finish. Yeah. Whereas now there's sixty games and there's no fans well, and it's kind of and not only it, we talked about it the other week, but in the bubble there were like megatrons of fans and stuff like that, and there was no like empty crowds and empty seats and stuff well, like that. Well, whereas now I feel like it's it looks like to me like a preseason game, like it doesn't really have that. Regular season atmosphere.
1: What the NFL? I, I saw what they might do. The NFL is they might for the Super Bowl. This better be free for these people. They're going to bring in all of the health workers that they can who have been like vaccinated against COVID to watch the Super Bowl. They should not have to pay a dime. Maybe the flight out there or the drive, but for the tickets, no. Because my friends are Bills fans. For eight seats to watch the Bills Colts game, guess how much it was.
2: Are, are they going?
1: No, they're not, because it's well, like $13,000 f- $13, for eight tickets. For eight uh, tickets? Well, okay. For four or eight or whatever. COVID. So if the NFL goes, yeah, we'll open it up, but they have to pay, no. If they go, we are going to accept. Go to the biggest stadium you can. I don't care what football stadium is the largest. Bring it to L.A., because that stadium is beautiful. And you bring all of them in, and Let's you basically. They
2: can't, though, because they already selected the city. Like What Ford, city is it? Tampa.
1: That's right, Tampa has a nice stadium, but I don't care. I would I would bring I hope they do that because I think that'd be so cool for them. But even then, it's just with football, there's only like seventeen games. There's not that many. And if I see teams quitting four, five, six games into the season after they lose, I'd hate to see it. So while we're talking about week
0: seventeen, we also got to talk about the Bills completely wiping the floor with the Dolphins. The Dolphins were still ten and Ten and five at that point, they yeah. could have locked their. I, I think even as is, if they won, they still would
1: be out of the playoffs. They would need some. There was something like. These teams had to lose yeah, like yeah. a very complex system. Yeah, out of and ball. so
0: uh, the but the Dolphins completely wiped or the Bills completely wiped the floor with the Dolphins. Wipe, losing wipe something else on the Dolphins. Yeah, wiped, uh, losing fifty six to twenty six. Um And my question to you is, and I ta- asked Connor before we started, would you stay with Tua because right now because of the Texans they have the third pick. It and so sucks if just if Justin Fields. If Justin Fields falls to that third pick, are you staying with Tua and maybe getting a, uh, the the wide receiver chase from LSU? Or Are you trying to get – or are you going with Justin
1: Fields? Also, shout out the, the Alabama wide receiver, Devonta I think. Devonta Freeman. Who won the no, uh, Heisman. Uh,
2: Devonta Smith. Yeah, Devonta Smith. Congrats yeah. to the young
1: man for winning the yeah, Heisman and, in this wild year. just want to say
2: that. You don't take Justin Fields. Tua, it was one year.
0: Yeah, but – I'm going to be honest with you. If, yeah, he only played if, like eight games. I know, but if I'm going with nah. Tua versus Justin Fields, I think Justin Fields has a well, higher ceiling. Their GM already said they're happy with Tua. Hey, and more power to him. So but I, to me – They're going to reunite Devontae F- Smith with him. Yeah. That
2: was his receiver in college when he played Well, they got
0: game. him going number eight, like the, the eighth overall pick right now. Well, they now. need another receiver. I could see Miami going. with him. I I think that J- Jamar Chase. I think that maybe from his LSU? name from LSU. From LSU, they well, have him being the number one receiver off the board. Well, maybe they take the Heisman though, because he yeah. Heisman. No, I agree. He I has said school records. Yeah, first and like everything. I don't know. We'll talk. We'll talk about the Heisman I a think, little
1: bit. I think if if you are the Dolphins are the third overall pick. <clears throat> I do think the Dolphins could package that for a ransom. And if they are going to go with Justin Fields, guess what the Patriots need? They need a quarterback. Yeah. And I think Tua would work well with that team. Alabama already is a – Because I don't think – Because you can – if you went to the Patriots and said, I want a first and a third for Tua, and you're Bill Belichick and you're going to rebuild the team after Cam leaves, I don't think
0: that uh, Bill Belichick has a first-round pick.
2: I don't know. I think they have – I think they have one.
0: I, I will look – I, I'm not sure, but I, I think that if the Patriots yeah, had every, the choice to it, I think that that would be a good. Say, and even if, right. maybe even get a Justin, trade up and get a Justin Fields. Get that third New round. New England is 15th. Pick. I was going to say, every team has a fifteenth overall for the pick. Texans in the
2: first round. Okay. Because so, Bill O'Brien's an idiot. <laughs> Dude, Bill O'Brien.
1: Yeah, I mean, Miami does have the 18th overall pick, which if you're going for, if you package the third Heck, get the fifteenth, a caro- second round. Ca- and maybe Carolina a third could round? could take a first and a second potentially to grab up to third, and if you grab Justin Fields, I th- think they're not going to trade to third.
0: I don't think they'll trade to third, just because I think that they're probably going to get the the Trey Lance, I think is his name from South Dakota or North Dakota State, um, the quarterback, or they might get
1: uh, they need offensive Wilson Wilson lineman
0: from uh, um, BYU. BYU. Um, offensive um,
1: lineman. I don't know if Teddy's the answer, but I need some offensive help on that team and defensive line.
0: But I think it is going to be interesting how the, it kind of shapes out. It was kind of defeating for the Dolphins. I know your boy. Um, Gabe. Yeah, shout out to boy your boy Gabe. Gabe.
2: Hardcore Dolphins fan. Hardcore Dolphins he
0: was fan. Up. He, he was asking me last week, and he was like, all we got to do is beat the Bills. And I yeah, good, thought, man, good, well, good luck. Dude, you're not, but dude, the if Bills you look do – or the Bills look tough, man, and They're we'll talk about that in team. a little bit. But the last thing we got to talk about for Week 17 is Derrick Henry kind of joining the 2,000-yard uh, club. Um, he finished the season with 2,021 yards. Um, he got 250 yards on the ground against the – Jags. Jag – no. No, Texans. 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 There it is. Got 200 – There's that J.J. White image of yards. him just staring. Two two touchdowns, six player to ever do it: Jamal Lewis, Chris Johnson, Barry Sanders, Terrell Davis, O.J. Simpson, and Eric the Dickerson, Juice. The only people who have ever done it. Um, and I'm going to ask you a little bit later on to give me your top three of offensive player of the year. So start thinking about that. Um, but uh. I, I think that Derrick Henry. I mean, when we're talking about when we're talking about offensive player of the year, you've got to put Derrick Henry. If not number one, number two, um, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I think that it is very important to say because, like, not many people. Why is Adrian Peterson not on this
1: list? He got close. He was like one thousand nine hundred and like ninety-seven yards or something. I thought he
0: was like eight yards from breaking the record.
1: I'll look it up. I'm pretty sure he had two thousand. I thought he had two thousand yards. MVP season. Yeah. Most yards Adrian Peterson ever got in a season.
0: Oh, he's asking Siri. But while while he's looking that up, we're talking about week seventeen. Week seventeen is in the books. Regular season is in the books. But now we've yes, got. Yes, he t-
1: is on that list. Two thousand twelve. I guess I just missed him. He was eight yards short of Dickerson's record.
0: Okay, I don't know how. I don't know how I missed that, but. We're talking about the playoffs now. Regular season's in the books, um, but we also can. Um, so Connor has got a special guest for us, um, and he is going to call him real quick, and we are going to get started about the playoffs. So let me see, and we're gonna we're gonna kind of do a little pick 'em game, see who can have the most points at the end of round one, and we'll have like a playoff, and maybe your boy can um, call us. For each round. You there, Tyler? Oh. I'm going with no.
1: I'm trying to figure this out. You guys keep talking for a second. So uh
0: Browns beat the Steelers. Oh, good for them. How do we how do we feel? Do you not have Oh, uh, I feel fine I I I when feel perfectly fine. Group.
2: I told you during the game I was laughing because they were celebrating making the playoffs after beating our sh- scrubs. And Mason Rudolph lighting them up for 313 and two tutters
0: two tutters what's up dog
1: some these are everyone how's it going fellas
0: welcome to the I can deal with this podcast uh you are the second guest second guest we've had this season so yeah it is a tremendous honor I like the Cubs shirt I, I I can I can dig it he's a big Cubs fan <laughs> Appreciate oh it, fellas. So, we are talking about the playoffs and we kind of just want to get everybody's kind of uh input. We got the Bills versus the number 7 seed Colts. Who do we have winning this game? Kind of a, a kind of a glimpse into why? Bills. So, Bills by 30. Bills by 30? 30. <laughs> Yikes. I'm
2: kidding. Right. Not 30. I think it'll be uh close at the beginning, but then the Bills will rip them up in the half, second half. All, All right.
1: right. Tyler, you're
3: next. Yeah, well, coming from a diehard Bills fan, I don't want to overstep and and say too much because I've seen it go wrong one too many times. Obviously, last year's playoff game left a little to be desired after that second-half collapse. But I will say I like the Bills over the Colts round one. Yeah. I'll, I'll leave it at that.
0: No, I, I think that Avery said it just a little bit ago, but the Bills are the most on-fire team. I mean, you got Josh Allen, which is arguably – Top three, top four, in MVP. You got Stephon Diggs, which is leading the league receiving. in receiving yards and receptions. I mean, you've got you you've got the offense and a solid um, defense, and, and the defense is solid. And you just put a smackdown as we just talked about on the Dolphins. So you should feel confident. I'm going with the Bills as well, um, first round. I don't see any reason. I think that the the Colts are a good team, but I don't know if they're that good of a team to stop that juggernaut of a Bills offense that they have rolling right now. What do you feel, Connor?
1: I'm gonna take the Bills as well. And Tyler brought it up. He goes that the Bills are really good at locking down like the most lethal weapon on the opposing team and if that's the run game and you force Phillip River to throw a lot, he's gonna throw picks. I don't think he's gonna I don't think he's gonna do that great.
0: All right. So the next the next game we got to talk about is the going to the NFC now. Um, the number three seed Seahawks versus the number six Rams. I'll go ahead and start us off with this one. I think the Seahawks are going to run away with it. Um, I think that the Seahawks or. I think the Seahawks can always get beat. I think – I said it on last week's show. I think that the NFC West is super inconsistent. And so the Rams could show up and they could beat the Chiefs or they could beat the Seahawks or they can beat anybody, and so could the Seahawks. Um, But it's really a question of which team's going to show up to play. And I think that Jared Goff, him being injured last week, who knows if he's going to be 100%? And, yes, we're not talking about the same Russell Wilson that was let Russ Cook having 27, 28 touchdowns in the first four games, six games, whatever it was. But I'm going with the Seahawks for this round. Who do you got, Avery? I'm going Rams. Avery going with Rams, okay. Because Sean McVay quietly owns Pete Carroll. Interesting,
2: okay. I'm He's like 5-2 and two against them. Okay. The and... I think I don't think he's a better coach, but for some reason he's got Pete Carroll's number, and I think their defense might ball out. And since the Seahawks can't stop nothing, if Jared Goff plays like not a trash can, they might be okay to beat him.
0: Okay. That's my spoiler. Connor, what you got?
1: Um I think this is more of a coin flip. I do know I did see that the Rams play the Seahawks very well. I think that if the Seahawks I'm gonna pick the Seahawks for this. Uh if the Seahawks can get an early enough lead that offense can carry it. Um, but we have seen them, if they get into a shootout, their defense does get suspect. So I'm still going to say the Seahawks are going to pull it out because I think Russell Wilson by himself and DK Metcalf, and, I mean, just monster of a team. And I think the running backs are okay, even though they've not performed so hot, but that's still a really good offense, and their defense has been better. Tyler?
3: Yeah, you know, I think the injuries for the Rams really, really hurt them here. I know the run game is not 100%. As of late, I do like Cam Akers if he's fully healthy coming back for them. But uh, I think on the big stage, uh, I don't know if Jared Goff is going to be fully healthy. And for that reason, I got to go Seahawks.
0: Okay. And for that reason, I'm in. Yep. All right, so next game we got to talk about is the number five seed Buccaneers versus the number four seed the Washington football team, which we just went on a long rant about. Um, but who do we have? Uh, I'm, I'll let I'll let Tyler start us off on this one. So number five seed Buccaneers versus the number four seed uh, Washington football team. Who you got, Tyler?
3: You know, I'm actually I'm gonna say Bucks, but I think it's gonna be a lot closer than people think. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people are ready to write off Washington, but I. I love any team that's coached by Ron Rivera because he he knows how to perform on the big stage I think uh, I wish Fox, <laughs>
1: and, the one time I needed him
3: Maybe not Super Bowl 50 but I, I think Rivera was able to pull together this team this year to help them win the division I think he's gonna make it a respectable loss but Tampa Bay all
0: right uh, Connor you got next
1: um, I'm gonna go with Tampa Bay um, only because I think that like you never count out Tom Brady. Um, that team did look to get better and better as the year went on. He's connected with the receivers. A.B. has turned out to be a pretty solid pickup. What was it, what, two, like a touchdown and a ton of yards? and
0: uh, A.B. casually just stealing a touchdown from Scotty Miller. My boy Scotty Miller <laughs> back in the end zone wide had, open. A.B. A, a. just runs over, snags it. It's like, A.B., a.
2: give him my boy. <laughs> he had his first 100-yard game since 2017. That's
1: great. Well, Juju hasn't had a 100-yard game this whole season. He had and 96. Well, a hundred yard game, still hundred yard game, chief. No, well, but I do, I do think, I do think that the that Buccaneers 12-3 is better than wild card team. Oh my gosh!
0: <laughs> but the Buccaneers, the, yeah, their I, offense is powerful. Yeah,
1: I think that their defense is getting better. Bruce Arians is is a smart head coach. I think Rivera maybe another year in the system. I love Alex Smith. We'll talk about the comeback player of the year. That if if they can pressure Brady, is really good at like understanding defensive schemes, so they might have Rivera's number. But I'll say this. Cam Newton, we played. Bravon Rivera as a head coach is the only like coach that has like a positive record as yeah. a head coach against yep. the Patriots. And I don't know if it's built. only P- played them like three times. Yeah, though. but it's still, if you know how to lock down Brady, maybe get Chase Young in there to pressure and force. I don't know, but I, I still Tom take Tom Brady. I'm coming.
0: I'm coming. All right, who who you got? Avery Tampa. You're going Tampa as by, well. By a lot. I feel like... um,
2: I hate calling blowouts, but I don't think Washington stands a chance. I'm
0: going with Tampa as well, Um, but I do think that the Washington... As Tyler said, I do think that the Washington football team can hold them close. I think that Chase Young can disrupt stuff, and we're not talking about a Lamar Jackson who can spread the pocket. I mean, we're talking about a Tom Brady who, once he gets set... He's set. Like, he ain't moving that much. Um, but I think that the Bucks' offense with Ronald Jones, with Leonard Fournette, with that offense that they have right now. I mean, Mike Evans, I don't know. I think Mike Evans was hurt. He hyper his knee, but he's going to be able to play. Yeah. So, it, But he is going to play, so that even puts icing on the cake. Um, so, I, I think that Tampa – Moving on. Um, next game we got is the number four seed Titans versus the number five seed Ravens. Since it is an AFC North matchup, I will go ahead and start with you, Avery. Who, not a matchup, but uh, uh, featuring AFC North team.
2: sound like a hater. You're going with Titans? I think the Titans will win it. Okay. They
0: quietly own Baltimore, too. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and go, get started next. Um, I think the Ravens are hitting their stride at the right time. Um, I think that yes, they just beat the Bengals, which the Bengals don't even have a starting quarterback and all this kind of stuff. Um, but I feel like it, we're, like the regular season doesn't really count until now. Yeah. I mean, you're working to this point, and if you're an eight and eight team and nine and seven team like we've seen with the Giants, or you're a fifteen and one team or a sixteen and no team like. One loss this is loss. One loss is a loss. Um and so I'm gonna go with the Ravens. It's gonna um, be close. I feel like uh, this one's a toss up too. Yeah. I, I think that the Titans I'm not saying anything bad about the Titans. Derrick Henry runs that offense. Um, but the Texans aren't the best team and they That's barely hilarious. beat the Texans. Oh, yeah. Um
1: and so I'm
0: gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Ravens. So who you got, Connor?
1: Um I'm going to go with the Ravens this time. I think that there's quietly pissed off if that's the team that bounced them out. And given a year of of Harbaugh looking at that team and how you're going to stop them. I mean, Derrick Henry is one of those players where it's like, you're just not going to stop them. You just have to limit them. And I think the defense is hurt, but it's gotten a little bit healthier. And I think Lamar Jackson's gotten a better pocket presence and has become a better passer. And they understand how to do big and small plays. So, I mean, it it will be a... um, I, th- I think the Ravens will take it barely. But I think out of all the matchups, this is the one that's most contested.
0: Yeah, I I, I think this is going to be a good game, whoever it is. What you got, Tyler?
3: Yeah, Derrick Henry is one bad man. There's no question that. That's a that. bad man. He's, the key. He's a bad man. But that said, I, I am personally scared of Lamar Jackson and what he can do on the field. All it takes is one or two plays – and all of a sudden you're down two scores because he made some crazy play apple with his legs. I, I got to go Ravens in this one.
0: Cool, cool, cool. Uh, we got two games left. Um, number two Saints versus the number seven Bears. Um, I as much as I feel like there could be some juju that happens in this game of and not not actual juju. You get. I thought that was a funny All joke. Right, Thanks, Tyler. Um, but I think that the Saints – I think that for the Saints it is Super Bowl or bust. I think that after this year, Drew Brees is gone. And so I honestly feel like after Drew Brees is gone, their, their opportunity to win a Super Bowl is You're gone. You're telling
1: me Taysom Hill can't carry this team? No. But I, <laughs> Taysom Hill is garbage. Um, but I'm going with – He's the best tight end ever. Yeah.
0: I'm going with the Saints in this one. I do think that the Bears, if like, other than this last week, which the Bears lost, if you look at the f- four weeks previous, they were balling. Um, and they still got, I mean, they still got Khalil Mack. They still got Roquan Smith. They have a really good team. Um, they re- have a really good defense, let, let me say that. And then Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. They have
2: a great team other than their quarterback.
0: Yeah, so it really could be a contested game more than we think. Like the, um, but like I'm going jack. with the Saints. Who are you going with, Avery? Saints. You're going with Saints. No easy, question. easy. Though. Got it. All right, uh, Tyler. Who are you going with?
3: Yeah, I know Avery's been calling a couple blows. This is the one that I'm going to pencil in as a blowout. I think Saints take it by a lot.
1: Okay. Yeah, I could see that. You can give me Saints. They got Michael Thomas back, and if Michael Thomas is back, next next is he? level. I, yeah, he, he practiced. Full practice, I think he's back. Did they? Yeah, I, he, I, I heard Michael that
0: Thomas. he was cu- coming back. Like, if they go to the Super Bowl, he'll be
1: back in the Super Bowl. Well, apparently he was full practice at a participation. So he might oh, be okay. back soon. well,
0: shoot. Well, no, that's
2: the nail on the coffin. Bl- blow out.
1: No, I'm with you. If if Michael Thomas, if the rumors about Michael Thomas coming back is correct and he's going up against the Bear offense and Drew Brees has Michael Thomas, Slant boy, is that back. is Slant. a million catches. <laughs>
0: And then the last game, the one that Avery is most invested we, we will, in. we
1: will We will pencil Avery in. He, three, so he does not get to talk. The number
0: three Steelers, the number six Browns. We do have to talk um, about the COVID outbreak that's kind of happening right now. Um, the head coach for the Browns has COVID. Steven Stefanski, two more players, or two players and two coaches have also come down with COVID. So five players. But there is no positive test as of this today. Um, so um, that is going to be kind of I- – I wanted to kind of – Introduce that. Tyler tell the, first,
1: me, to, you, and then we'll have Avery. Yeah. Times. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah. So, Tyler, Let, you go ahead. Got Steelers up. versus Browns. If you don't talk. know, Avery, big Steelers guy. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, well, my take on this
3: game is I'm not really high on either Cleveland or Pittsburgh right now. I'm really not. Get out of here. Um, Delete
2: Pittsburgh the phone call.
3: Ran out the second stringers last week, and we saw Cleveland just barely uh, clinch that final playoff berth. So. I mean props to Baker for finding a way to get it done it was against Mason Rudolph um so I'm not high on Cleveland. garbage (laughs) I'm not high on Cleveland there I will say I think uh the Steelers are well rested coming in this game I know Cleveland's down a couple players they're gonna miss Stefanski Uh, um it's gonna be Pittsburgh in this one and I think it's gonna be an ugly game
1: I go ahead go ahead Connor um I hope that the NFL plays it smart and flexes this so they have all their players. No. Because Now let me Now let me finish. Oh they my flex gosh. the Ravens, they you flex are- they flexed all these teams, but all they of,
0: can't in the playoffs. But bro. all of the but all of the teams that they flex have been to the detriment of the Steelers. Yeah, this would be the third and time. So, and so you for have, the Steelers, Sandy, nah, I nah, know I'm I'm that it's playoffs, this. but if it you can't if keep, you're telling, you're telling keep me strung. that if Mike
1: Tomlin was sick, the Steelers wouldn't be like,
0: no, they would we're, keep on roll. They'd
1: bow down yeah, and they the keep Browns. going. We can play
2: without
0: our coach. But I'm I'm going with the Steelers as well. I think Tyler brought up a good point. They are well rested. I mean, you have Big Ben, who honestly, like for the past, last couple weeks, was kind of limping around and feel the best. Um, and so if you give Big Ben an extra week to kind of rest, um, that's going to do well. And especially if you can kind of get uh, uh, some more um, some more offensive players kind of back into the groove. I mean, Chase Claypool, you got uh, Deontay Johnson, you got Juju, obviously, um, James Conner. I mean, It's all on Randy. Yeah, it is all on Randy.
1: I am going to take the Browns this a You have the Browns? Freaking hater. There is no way. The only reason why I think the Browns are going to to win this is because I think that the (laughs) – Yes, they're the Browns and they suck, but the accumulation of being out of the playoffs, you've got to take the momentum of you just beat the Steelers – you're coming into this the momentum of the momentum. Winning of by you two are or finally or listen. Third if you think the Bills aren't going to come into this game for the playoffs after being out for clinching their division or whatever for 25 years and absolutely beat the living snot out of the Colts. Whoops, that was a mess It was a bottle. Um, I think that the Browns will run it down uh, Pittsburgh's throat, and I think Big Ben. You know, we'll see what happens with his arm, and, and we'll see. I mean, they spread the ball out a lot, but I think you're going to need a big playmaker to beat the Browns. They have a good defense. Miles Garrett is still yeah, good defense, a good and defensive team. Up, and
2: 320 yards up to Mason Rudolph.
0: Man, just just tell us your pick. Steelers, we we don't need the whole thing. I don't have to say anything
2: else. I disagree completely with Connor. Browns haven't won in Heinz Fields in 18 years. Um, No, 18 games, my bad. That's all I have to say. All right, cool. They, they weren't winning even if they had their coach. So what I want, and if they do win, I'll eat all my words. It's not don't happening. Cry anymore. on the podcast. I will,
1: I will type up this podcast word for word, put it in a blender, and I'll obliterate. You're
2: it. like Colin Coward, dog. You are a hater. Hater. I'm not a hater. I'm just saying. I'm Talking I think... about his
0: arm. His arm's fine. All right. So what I want to so what I want to do next is I saw this from Stephen A. But I want to since we're at the end of the regular season and hopefully all of kind of the awards have been casted. I want to kind of briefly go over the top three that you have in each award. Um, and we'll start out with the big one. Um, you don't really need to go into depth because
1: we have I a lot did this of this already.
0: Huh. Did we do this
2: before?
1: We have not. We, done- have, we have not done this okay. before. We said what picks would you make, but this is the end of the oh, season. Okay. But
0: bad. I want you to give me your top three in each award category. You don't have to go super in depth with it, but let's go ahead and get started with the MVP. Um, I'm gonna. I'll go ahead and go first. I'm going Derek Henry. My number three for MVP. Um, I'm going Pat Mahomes number two, and then I'm going uh, Aaron Rodgers number one. Um, Aaron Rodgers had the most touchdowns by a mile this year Um, he didn't have the most yards but he has been on top of his game Um, and so I'm going Aaron Rodgers one uh, Patrick Mahomes two and then Derrick Henry three
1: Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers has got to be up there as number one Patrick Mahomes is great but I got to give it to Josh Allen at number two and I would give it to uh, probably Derrick Henry number three
0: Oh, so he's got Patrick Mahomes not even in the top three. I think, I think
1: the reason is because Patrick Mahomes has been so spectacular last year, he's got to top it to an MVP. Yeah. And it's like Russell Westbrook could still earn a triple-double every single game, but they're still going to go, He he's done this already. Yeah. So, I mean, the Chiefs have been explosive, but they haven't been like, holy crap, this is the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah they have taken a significant and, step back and from and last you, year. You, I've watched Josh Allen improve in every, category, every statistic – Ever for the last three years, and you pair him with Stefan Diggs, and Diggs got the most receptions and the most yards. You got to give it to the QB for throwing the ball that way. Yep. So Tyler? Tyler, what you got?
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm a huge Allen guy, but it's almost like you compare it to a, uh, what, what we just saw with Alabama. It, you know, who gets the praise at Alabama? Is it Devontae Smith or is it Mac Jones? So uh, he
0: does have a point. But
3: I, I digress. I digress. Huh. Uh, top top choice for MVP. For me is Aaron Rodgers, two is Mahomes, three is Allen. Okay. That's, cool. That's mine. Yep. Exactly.
0: All right. So next one we got to talk about is offensive player of the year. Um, Avery, would you like to start us off with this one? I can start us off if uh, we need, but offensive player of the year. Yeah, offensive player of the yeah.
2: year. Derrick Henry is three. Uh three, number three. Uh, no, I thought you said three people. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, yeah the there's three game. of them. Yeah, yeah. Derrick Henry's one. I'd put Diggs second
0: and Kamara. No, Kamara second, Diggs third. Okay, Um, I'm going with I'm going with Henry one Just because he's such an elite company With 2,000 yards Um, I'm going with Travis Kelsey too Um, He has the most Yards by a tight end ever in the league. Um, and then I'm going with Stephon Diggs, three. Um, Alvin Kamara did get six rushing yards, uh, or six rushing yards, down. rushing touchdowns in a game. Um, Great game for fantasy, those yeah. six rushing yards. But Stephon Diggs, Stephon Diggs, you got to put three. You could definitely put him at two. You honestly could have a case for why you would be at one. But I'm going with Henry, then Kelsey, then Stephon Diggs. Tyler, what you got?
3: Um. This is a, this is a tough one for me. I think, I feel like it's got to be Henry.
0: Yeah, and
3: then I I think, I think for two, number two I would go Kamara, and three I would go Diggs.
0: Okay, interesting. Okay,
3: a couple repeats, but yeah.
0: Yep. What you, what you got? Uh, what you got, Connor?
1: Um, I would put Derrick Henry at one, just because of the absolute monstrosity that is that man. Um. Stefan Diggs and Travis Kelsey are my, are my two picks. I can't choose which one's better. I think they're both in that elite company of two. And then for third, because I say that those two are interchangeable. I'm gonna go four because I'm cheating. I'd probably go put Justin Jefferson on there for like being like this all star rookie that broke out and like in this new system and like how great he's been. Like, yeah, he'll probably maybe win rookie of the year, but that dude came out of a rookie and balled the hell out. And you gotta respect that for this Minnesota Vikings team. Like when you become you could threaten Adam Thielen as a first-round pick in your first year. You've done something right. So, I would give a special nod to him. So, I guess my three would be Henry, Kelsey, and Diggs.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, next one we got is Defensive Player of the Year. Um, I will – I'll let one of y'all start. Um, actually – I know Connor's not the best with names, so I'll, I'll let I'll start I'll go ahead and start us off just so he can have some people to fall back on. Um, I'm actually yeah that, gonna, that dude on the Texans team yeah yeah, yeah he exists. Um, I'm actually gonna go with and I know your boy T.J. Watt is number two on my list, but I'm actually going to go with Xavier Howard, my number one. Um, ten interceptions That's right fair. now. Um, ten interceptions leads the league. Um, T.J. Watt, definitely number two, the sack leader. Um, I'm going with Aaron Donald, number three. in um, sacks, Aaron Donald always a threat, um, and especially because T.J. Watt, yes, he is a defensive end, and yes, he gets double-teamed by tight end, but – Aaron Donald, every single play is getting double teamed by the center and the guard or the guard and the tackle. Um, and so it's very, very hard to break through as a former defensive tackle. It is very, very hard to break through a, a double team and he does it with ease. Um, and so I'm going, um, I'm going Xavier and Howard one TJ
1: watt two and Aaron Donald three. Um, I'll follow. That's a, I think that list is probably about the same for me. Um, Yes, the the Steelers defense has been very good this year, and Miles Garrett has taken, I think, hasn't had the best year. He potentially is always a threat to be on this list. Um, I might switch Aaron Donald up with him, maybe put TJ3, just because of the... um, I am sick of this... Slander. <laughs> I'm only saying this because yes, he he has all these accolades. He has on this. more
2: tackles, tackles for loss, QB pressures, QB hits, interception. The only thing he doesn't have better than Aaron is forced fumbles. Listen. Uh,
0: also, honorable mention: J.C. Jackson from the Patriots, who has say. who has nine interceptions. The only I'm biased.
1: But the, the only, only reason the why I, I would say that Aaron Donald you could make a case is because he's double teamed every oh. single play. Well, he's one at five. He five. is one of those players <laughs> where it's like. You come out there and you're like, "Okay, here's the Rams. How are we stopping Aaron Donald?" And then we need to figure out the rest of this.
2: Twelve and a half is low for him, though, so I don't think you should get it.
1: Tyler,
3: and
0: then will Tyler. Go ahead.
3: All right, at number three, uh, I know a lot of guys have him on their list for defensive rookie of the year, but I've got him in the defensive player of the year conversation. I'm not. This is not Chase coming from Young. Panthers fan, but Jeremy Chin. Jeremy Chin needs some real respect. Get
2: out of here. Uh,
1: no. I respect that decision. I thought he was going to say Chase Young. Jeremy I th-
0: I th- thought he respect. was going to say Chase Young, too. Uh, number two, number 2 I'm going to go ahead and say TJ Watt. Number one, I've got Xavier Howard as well. I hate all
2: of you. <laughs> I hate all of you. All right. Avery, all right. go ahead. TJ, Aaron, and Xavier. Okay. That's all I'm saying. I've said what I had to say about TJ. I,
0: I think that TJ very well has the – Yeah. I think that – TJ probably is probably the fit. Yeah, of course I'm biased, <laughs> but I would still I still would think he would no, get it. No, I, I I'm with you. I mean, anybody who's the sax leader always is going to be kind of in that conversation. Um, so, defense player of the year is down. Offensive rookie of the year. Let's just feed re- through these. Justin um, Jefferson. Justin Jefferson won.
2: One. Yeah. Uh, that's all I have. I got Justin
1: Herbert two. Justin oh, yeah. Herbert. I got to put James Robinson in that list for yeah, being a rookie would, out of Jacksonville. I would say James Robinson three. I think he's what a th- he's like the yeah. he's
0: like the I think only Chase Claypool could be three.
1: Yeah.
3: Where's Where's Jonathan Taylor fall on your list? Oh,
0: oh crap. that's a good one actually. He no, more, he's got to be above James Robinson. Yeah, so I'm going he, Jonathan yeah, Taylor three. He's got
2: more rushing yards.
0: Jonathan Taylor's number three in rushing that's yards saying, right now. Yeah. Apparently, the difference between Jonathan Taylor and like Derek Henry, no, it's nine hundred. Yeah, and then Eric Henry 20. is at two thousand. Uh, Dalvin 15. Cook is at fifteen hundred, and Jonathan Taylor's number three at eleven hundred. So that's wild. But defensive rookie of the year, I'm going Chase Young one. I think you got to go with Chase Young one. Yeah. I do have Tyler's boy. Uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Chin's Chin. got to be on that yeah. list. I got a, I got Jeremy Chin too, and I honestly don't know another
1: like really big. Like I don't know. The only one I know is Derek Brown, but I don't think he's even in the yeah, running anymore. I, Bryce Callahan for
0: the Broncos.
2: I have no idea. He's been solid, so, but I don't
1: think he would be on it.
0: Who knows? Yeah. Shout out number three. You're a beast. Yeah. Shout, shout outs. Um. Then next one, coach of the year. Um. We can only give like one or two of these. I'd say Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott's got to be number one for yeah. me. Um, going from a mediocre Bills team, no offense, Tyler, to a number two seed. Um, you got to go with Sean McDermott. If I had a number two for Coach of the Year, I'd put Ron Rivera. I'm going to be honest with you. That's a good one. That is- but I'm going with Kyle Shanahan. The fact that Kyle Shanahan with a busted Jimmy G, or that Jimmy G that didn't play, uh, uh, literally um, – Nick Bosa, you have all these players that are out, but somehow, some way, still muster a seven and nine season. Yeah, like solid. if you would tell me that all of our guys, it's all of like our the mainstays, same as the last yeah, year. like that's honestly one of the most important. It is like the Steelers last year. That's to me one of the most impressive things. So, uh, Tyler, yeah, Tyler, what you got? Well, I was actually pretty high on Brian
3: Flores up until uh, recently, and I'm obviously. Ooh a uh, supporter of what McDermott's done to overhaul in Buffalo. Uh, gotta give a little shout-out to Kevin Stefanski as well. I know he That's won't be coaching German. this weekend. Nope. But, I mean, what he's done in Cleveland, nobody's done. This was This was a guy who fixed a situation that was basically unfixable. It'd be like somebody coming in the Jets in three years and yeah. taking them to the playoffs. I feel like we're almost taking what Cleveland's done for granted this year.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. All right, next thing, I think that we all can be kind of ceremonious in this. Um, comeback Player of the Year, Alex Smith. Alex Smith. I think the award, yeah. honestly, should be named after Alex Smith um, just because the of... The Alex Smith award. Alex Smith almost died. Dude, his leg look like sausage. Leg, leg looked like sausage, looked terrible. Um, I think that what he's done, not only to play a snap in the NFL but to be starting in a playoff game like that is such a testament to his character but that is all the awards I do have Tyler if you have some time I do have a new segment Um, we were talking about the Heisman Trophy um, and so I'm going to test your knowledge and this is not a first ring in it is you have to work together on this okay? okay so your goal and this should be somewhat easy and if you don't I'm going to – I want you to name as many as you can without any hints, and if you need hints, then I will help you, okay? All right. Your goal, and all three of you, your goal is to name the last 12 Heisman winners. So going – In order? It doesn't have to be in order. You can just name them, and I'll mark them off. But going back to 2009 –
1: Derrick Henry's on that list.
0: Okay. Derrick Henry is 2015.
2: Lamar Jackson.
0: Lamar Jackson is number 20. Uh, yeah, 2016. Uh, Cam Newton. Cam Newton is 2010.
1: Baker Mayfield.
0: Baker Mayfield is 2017.
1: Didn't. didn't Kyler Murray went in as well. Yeah.
0: Kyler Murray won it in 2018.
2: Joe Burrow. We got Jameis Winston
0: is going to be on there. Joe Burrow is 2019. Uh, Jameis Winston is 2012. Uh, uh, I included Devontae, this year, by the oh, way. The guy who just won this year, Devonte Devontae Smith. Smith.
1: Yeah, good for him.
0: All right. Do you want any more hints? No. How many yeah. left? We have. We have. We, 20, we 2009, twenty two thousand nine, two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve, and two thousand fourteen. Deshaun Watts. Uh, two. Uh, Tim Tebow's two thousand seven. That was ah, right before I included yeah, this. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, Watson never won an MVP you know, or won, never won a Heisman. I will give you this hint. You have three quarterbacks and one running back that is on the board. Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota is 2014, so you have two quarterbacks and one running back. Leonard Fournette. It is not Leonard Fournette, no.
1: Who is the – just start listing off running backs from Alabama. Did he say Marcus Mariota? Uh, Yes. He won it?
0: Yes, Marcus Mariota won it the year after uh, Jameis Winston.
3: Is Mark Ingram on this list?
0: Mark Ingram is 2009. All right, you got two quarterbacks left. For what year?
3: 2011 is – that's a tough one. 2011,
0: 2011.
3: 2012. So we're missing two and they're both quarterbacks. Both
0: of them are known by their nicknames. Are they still playing in the league? No, neither one of them – no, one of them is a backup right now. Is it Cole McCoy? No.
1: (laughs) Whoever the Eagles
0: threw out there. Um,
2: Oh, Jalen Hurts didn't win it, though. One no, was, I was talking about the dude they want, replaced you in
0: Hurtsman. Both of them Eight, were – one was the second overall pick and one was, I think, like the 25th overall pick. Robert Griffin. Robert Griffin the third is 2011. There oh, he goes. That's, that's a
1: good one. I had the NCAA cover in my head. That there you go. Into my mind. All Griffin. right,
0: last one, 2012. What team? I can't. You It'd would know obvious. it. You would know it right away. You'd be surprised. A division? Your division.
2: What the ACC?
0: No, AFC North. Oh, that's where the team that he went to.
2: Oh, it's Johnny Manziel.
0: It is Johnny Manziel. Johnny Man- Oh, My gosh,
1: we forgot the Italian. Johnny, Stallion.
0: Johnny football. Yes.
1: I'm about to go light it up in Cleveland. Can't even make it in the Canadian Football
0: League. Now, since we're talking about Heisman's, I wanted to kind of, the reason why I wanted to kind of talk about that is college football. A lot has happened in the last week, week and a half. Um, Devonte Smith wins the Heisman. He got sixteen hundred and forty one yards, twenty touchdowns. Um, we also had in the past week uh, college football playoffs with Alabama beating Notre Dame 31 to 14 with Najee Davis running over the competition with 125 yards getting that nasty hurdle over that Notre Dame defender. Oh my um, gosh. the Buckeyes beating Clemson 48 to 20, uh, 49 to 28. Um, Justin Fields throwing for six touchdowns um, Trey do you want to tra- ask Tyler
1: the, the Jags question or the Dolphins question at three.
0: Uh, we'll we'll talk about that in a second. Trey Sermon having 193 yards and uh, a touchdown. Um, but I, I I ask you, Tyler, what we I asked them on the earlier of the podcast. Right now the uh, right now the Dolphins has the number three pick, and if Justin Fields is on the board with the third pick, would you take? If you're with the Dolphins, would you trade Tua and and start new with with uh, Justin Fields, or would you? maybe get uh, uh, Jamari Chase or uh, uh, somebody else. So I actually think that Justin Fields
3: is a better quarterback, a better pro quarterback. I think he's a better fit than Tua.
0: I I agree. I don't
3: think that you can pull the rug out from underneath him without seriously hurting that franchise. Um, I already think what what Miami's doing, and I know I, I gave a little credit to Brian Flores earlier, but I don't love the idea of using Fitzpatrick as the relief pitcher. Yeah. Um. So I don't think that you can go ahead and and knock a off the top spot yet. Although I think Fields is going to have the better NFL career of the two.
0: Yeah. No. For sure. All right. So last segment. Um. I, I in if you want to hang on, we we have uh, the the segment that is taking over the world. Yes. The two truths and a lie. So I will read you. Three statistics. Two of them are true. One of them is a lie. And because we have three, each one of you have got to take one.
1: All right? I say we don't know which, but someone gets to pick first. All right. Or they so, all have to pick different So ones? since
0: Tyler is our guest, he will get to pick first. Connor, you get second. You get third. And then next time, Avery, you get first. Tyler gets second. You get third. And then the last one, Connor, you get first. Tyler gets second. No. I don't Something. know. Something. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll figure, it figure it out. It out. All right, so this is – I wrote this actually last week. This was records that were broken in the NBA 2020, all right? Number one, Drew Holiday has the most steals in a single game with 12 in a January game against the Rockets. That is numero uno. Number two, Luka broke the record for the most 25-5 and games with 19 games. Okay, and then Serge Serge Ibaka is the first player in NBA history with 1500 blocks and 300, or excuse me, 1500 blocks and 500 threes in a career. Okay, I'm going to repeat them one more time just for just for you to kind of put it in your mind. Drew Holiday has the most steals in a single game with 12 in a January game last year against the Rockets. Luka Doncic broke the record for the most consecutive 20, 25 and 5 games with 19 games in a row. And then the last one, Sergi Baca, Sergi Baca, is the first player in NBA history with 1,500 blocks and five hundred threes threes in a career. What okay. Was the, second one? the second one was Luka broke the record for most fi- 25 and 5 games in a row with 19 games. Okay. Tyler, you get the first option.
3: So I'm just picking one of these? To
0: so you're, so two of them are true. One of them's a lie. Your goal is to lie. try to fi- figure out the lie.
3: So, okay, I get to pick the lie. Yes. I think the lie is Luca.
0: Okay. I will not confirm nor deny whether he got that right. You have to choose from the remaining two. You have the Drew Holiday one or the Serge Ibaka one.
1: I'm going to go Drew Holiday because that's super specific, and I feel like you could throw the number off by one.
0: Okay.
2: The surge was going to be my pick as a lie anyway. Okay.
1: So all of us have different options.
0: Well, that that was kind of what I hoped would happen. It is actually the Drew Holiday one that is the lie. I just made it up. Luca was completely real. Serge Ibaka was completely real as well.
2: Someone had like 20 steals in a game one time
0: so. I. I don't know. I just, I literally just made it up. All right. Wow. Next one. So you go first. Avery, you get second pick. Uh, Tyler, you get third pick. All right. So the Warriors had the biggest single season drop off in NBA history, going from 57 wins to 15 wins last season. Okay. So the Warriors had the biggest single season drop off in NBA history, going from 57 wins in 20. Nineteen to fifteen wins in uh, twenty twenty. James Harden is the first player to have back to back fifty plus point games with three. Uh, I don't know what that says. Yeah, um, James Harden is the first player to have back to back fifty point fifty point plus games. Okay. I I have another another number on here, but I'm not sure what that means. All right. And then the last one, Dame Lillard is the only player in NBA history to have an average of 40 points in his last 10 regular season games. Okay. So, we got Warriors had the biggest single... Biggest single-season drop-off in NBA history, going from 57 wins to 15 wins. James Harden is the first player in NBA history to have back-to-back 50-plus point games. And then is Dame Lillard – actually, I'm sorry, it wasn't 10, it was 5. Dame Lillard is the only player in NBA history to have an average of 40 points in his last five games.
1: I'm going to choose the Dame Lillard one. Okay.
3: Uh, I guess I'll go the first one.
1: First one in –
0: you
3: can choose whichever one. No, you I, I don't know. no. I, you know what? I actually think the Harden one is true, but I'll say hard. We'll say hard. Okay.
0: It is the Dame Lillard one. I You're made. Very good at this I, game. I, I made. I made that up. Um, James Harden is the only player in yeah, NBA history to go for back to back. But I couldn't pick. And then, players, then the Warriors. The Warriors. You yes. Should, I have, say for
1: this last one, you should be able to pick whichever okay, one you feel is right. best.
0: All right. The Bucks were the fastest team to clinch an NBA playoff spot in NBA history after just 56 games Russell Westbrook now has the second most triple doubles in NBA history trailing only Oscar Robinson with 156 and then finally Giannis in the 2019 2020 season had the highest player efficiency rating in a single season with 51, 31.9
1: so Avery first Tyler uh, alright I'll
0: I will, I'll just go, go ahead and do it one more time the Bucks were the fastest team to clinch an NBA playoff spot after merely 56 games. Number two, Russell Westbrook is now second with, this, with the second most triple-doubles in an NBA career, trailing only Oscar Robinson with 156. And then Giannis, in 2019-2020 season, had the highest single-season player efficiency rating with 39, 39, one point nine.
2: Um, I'm gonna go with the the Bucks having the fastest clinch as the lie. Okay.
0: What do you guys have,
1: Tyler?
3: I think the lie is Giannis's player efficiency rating.
0: Okay.
1: I'll go with the second option, which is the uh, whatever that was, because that's the only one that
0: it actually was Russell Westbrook. The Russell Westbrook one was the lie. This man might be the he champ passed, of block of the week, he, but I'm the what, champ
2: of three well, truths. Oscar, or, he passed Oscar already.
0: Yeah,
1: but say I think, but say, I thought Russell Westbrook had I like the, the most Warriors clinched he first. Yeah, he Russo passed. passed yeah. Uh,
0: nah. So yes, uh, Russell Westbrook. I still don't think that he has the most. I still don't think that he has the most. But Russell Westbrook, I just made that up. Um, so I'm, that was our two truths in a line. I'm segment. very good at two truths in a line. Oh, bro. did did we talk? Did you uh did you call me champ yet? Have we explained how I'm lock of the week champion?
1: Yeah, champ he's yet? A lock so, of the week champ. He's lock of the week champ and He has his belt. Just just so you you
0: can see, the champ is here.
1: Oh yeah, very nice. I'm flexing on the. We are the NFC East, the least, and you are the uh, you are the uh, the Washington football team.
0: Yes, we we are very bad at lock of the week. What's our record? Um,
1: our record is. Gar- garbage. Avery,
0: you went four and for twelve this, for this year. You went five and twelve. Let's go, Connor. You this year went six and eleven, and then I this year went eight and nine. We are terrible. We are terrible at this game. It's harder than it looks. All my are unlucky. Of, literally, I will just tell you Avery's picks, and you tell me. Which one you think? Because all of them sound, sound good. They should so have been locked. Basic, cults, hold on. The,
1: mo- the lock of the week is you can only pick the team once, and you have to pick for or against the spread of the team. Mine are bad. So if you choose, are just normal. Yeah, so you yes, yeah, so a spread. So if you choose the Ravens, you can no longer choose the Ravens the rest of the year. I got you. So I'll just, I won't say the
0: numbers, but Colts over Jaguars, lost. Arizona over Washington, lost. Jacksonville over Miami, definitely lost. Rams over Giants, lost. Steelers over Eagles, I think he won that. That was my first win. Packers over Broncos, Falcons over, <laughs> Falcons over Lions, um, Shut up. Titans that, over – That's when Ty Gurley fell over, on the one-yard yes, line.
1: He needed, he needed to win by, like, what, one point one or whatever. And, yeah, so so the
0: problem was is that a lot of these that we have, if somehow, someway the line is like six and a half and they win by six, you technically still lose because they didn't cover the spread. And so right. there was one week – who were the Browns facing? That Nick Chubb, when Nick Chubb went out on the one-yard line? If he would have scored, I would have got my lock of the week because it was like a three and a half point spread. My lock was, and it was three points.
2: I had a Chargers one minus one over the Broncos when the Broncos scored that one second touchdown to beat them. Shaking my head. And then I had the Raiders over the Falcons.
0: Raiders over the Falcons. All right. I hate. What? What? How much? How much time we got? We are at an hour and five. Okay. I think I think that we're in a good spot. I think that we can call it quits for today, um, Tyler. We greatly appreciate you. I do have I do have to ask you a an icebreaker question that I ask all the people that come on this show. All in right. an in an all turtle world, everybody is turtles.
3: I don't remember this question. What
0: occupation would you have?
3: In an all turtle world, man, what? that is. Okay, I, I think I have a question for your question. Why would my job in an all turtle world be any different than a job in an all human world?
2: Oh,
0: well, he turned the table. <laughs> okay, you
2: can.
3: Lawyer, lawyer. All <laughs>
0: right, he's that? being a turtle lawyer. Okay, I can respect it. I'd go with turtle yeah. attorney. I'd be a ninja. <laughs> I would be a turtle sprinter because I don't think I could be the fastest, but I think that I would have the endurance to go for three. Yeah, because in a 100 yard dash. It's taken me three weeks, but yeah. Tyler, we greatly appreciate you having uh, coming on the podcast. Um, you got to come back n- next week if you're if you're free, whatever you want. Um, but you're always welcome on the podcast, so I greatly appreciate you, ladies and gents. We greatly appreciate you listening this week. Uh, have a good week. Have a
2: be safe.
0: Enjoy the wild card weekend. It is the most wonderful time of the year. All right, y'all. Y'all have a good one. Peace.